Welcome to the People Leaders Podcast, the audio resource for managers and business leaders creating high-performing teams. Join leadership and team development experts Jan and Michelle Turkelson each week as they explore both subjects from every angle. Through practical tips, valuable insights, and compelling interviews with leadership experts around the world, you'll learn how to bring out the best in your staff and how to give your best as a leader. So what are we going to do today, Jen? We are going to take people through, I suppose, a high-level introduction of our high-performing team framework. And I love our high-performing team framework. It really is the cornerstone of the work that we have been focusing on for the last 15 or so years. Yeah, and we have been privileged enough to um, be... Um, coaches and facilitators to a number of you know teams in different organizations and we've found that there are some really key elements that make a team hum Mm -hmm. yeah and we want to just take you through that high level yep and dig into a little bit of the detail around what holds it together and perhaps you know what your next steps are so at the end of uh, our chat what would people walk away knowing that they didn't before, would you say? The eight, um, I suppose, elements or um, faces that create the high-performing team and also the structure, you know, those the, the three dimensions. And just understanding that every situation has three components to it because then it's really... You know, you're more effective at being able to solve a problem. So when you say every situation has those three components, what, what do you mean? So the three components are the situational context. You have to understand what is the current reality that you or your team are going through. So that's one. Mm-hmm. So it could be lots of change or it could be, um, I don't know, a new CEO. or Yeah, yeah okay. or it could be business as usual. usual that's yeah. the situation. situation yeah. The second element is the people leader. You know, like who is leading the team, giving direction, supporting, coaching um, and clarifying. Mm-hmm. And the skill and ability and the positive attitude of the people leader is absolutely going to impact the context. Mm-hmm. And then the third element is the team mm-hmm. itself. So those three elements make up the high-performing team and also any situation that you go into. So it's almost like it, that sits over yeah. this thing that we're calling the high-performing team. Yeah. So it's, it's oh, the thing that holds it together in a way. Yeah, that, that okay. meta-model, I suppose. Okay. Yeah. Well. The other thing that I wanted to talk about, Michelle, is we're talking about high-performance. And you mentioned before that, you know, years ago it was all around high, highly effective teams. It was all about being highly effective. Yeah, and you might be effective. However, if you don't understand the context, you may not perform well. Mm -hmm. And so that's why you have to really Mm -hmm. look at those three elements. Mm -hmm. In a high, highly, um, you know, high performing team, you also have members that are highly motivated and also satisfied. And those are the elements that this high performing team framework takes into consideration as well. I was just going to say, Jan, that when we've gone into teams that have either been working okay or they've been dysfunctional, a lot of what we're talking about here is performance. This yeah. isn't about, you know, are we all, you know, happy, 
buddy buddies. Yeah. No, it's not about that. This is about performance. And when we look at some of the reasons that can be attributed to um, performance issues, a lot of them is, you know, sort of stems around this area of having really unclear expectations, not being really clear about what it is that I'm supposed to be doing or what we're supposed to be achieving as a team. It could be around skill deficits. People within the team don't either have the skills or the resources in order to do their role. And another element is this lack of motivation. This is, you know squarely where the team leader or the um, you know the people leader plays an important role yeah because engaged team members are more likely to display behaviors that go beyond just their job descriptions and their role requirements this is when you can really leverage the strength of a team because team members are going to help and support each other oh, you can tell an engaged team because they are looking out for one another they go above and beyond and they make sure that you know sally over here isn't staying back till all hours where i could be helping her out because i know i've you know i've done what i had to do for the day that yeah sort of thing. so high performance satisfied high motivation yeah, really key engaged. yep definitely so when we talked about the those three elements what we're also talking about is that this the high performing team becomes an entity in itself so it, it becomes quite complete it has a sphere of influence um, it has a reputation it can be affected by other um, stakeholders or entities but it also has its own orbit mm. and you know when you have a I don't know, an entity that is holistic and it works really well, you're going to draw to you like-minded mm. situations, mm. people and events yep. that support that energy. Yep. So we're going a little bit wawa here, Michelle. But woo, I woo, believe I it, think is the term. Yeah, but I believe it to be true. Absolutely. Yeah, like attracts like. Yep. So we've already talked about the three dimensions of a high-performing team. So understand what your context is is and does every member in your team agree on what the t context is because someone said oh my god this is a, you know like a lot of change is happening but someone else might say you think that's a lot of change i think this is business as usual and so you're going to have a different way of seeing the world so i think understanding what context is in a team is oh, really important and yeah and i'll come back to the people leader again uh it's part of their role to interpret the context for their team member for their team members because they're out in a out and about in the context more often than the team members. And, and they have more information to privy absolutely, to it. Absolutely. So let's move on. So we've had a look at that. So let's move on to what we consider, it's almost like the eight faces of the high performing team framework. And these eight faces are almost like eight elements that make up a high performing team. And they are. Um, the first one is direction. You know, does the people leader and the team understand the purpose, the vision, why they're here, you know, what it is that the team needs to achieve? So it really focuses on goals and objectives for the team. So it really has that strong emphasis on performance and achievement. achievement. Yep. Look, at the end of the day, this is why we put it. At, at, the, at the top, number one, because yeah. it is the most important. Clarity, and one of Jan's catchphrases, you'll pick it up as we go on, clarity, clarity, clarity. <laughs> she uses it all the time. And I'm a big one for that. I, I do agree. If you are clear about what it is you're trying to achieve, even in your personal life, you are more likely to hit that target. 
we, we, you know, in our workshops, we talk about, you know, smart objectives, specific, measurable, blah, 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 with a time frame. The more clearer you are about the target that you're trying to hit, the more likely you are to hit that target. Yeah, because you know when you're on track and you yes. know when you're off track. Yeah. And, and you know when you were just saying the, the um, my favourite, you know, C word is clarity, Michelle Bridges is consistency. Her three favourite oh, words, consistency, consistency, consistency. There you go. So the next one is interactions. That's right. And interactions is just about the interpersonal relationships that exist within the team and amongst team members. Team cohesion, collaboration. Oh, and the potential for conflict sits within this realm as well. So it's not... So, you know, the what, one of the old dimensions that they talked about was either task or people. Mm. When you have a look, and everything in a, in a sense can sort of almost come back to that. Yep. What we're talking about here are the people side of things. How well do we interact, support one another? Trust, trust, respect, one yeah, all and, of those, and even just those two words, Michelle. How often, oh. when we're when we're asking people in teams, what are the things that Top you think, yeah, is the most important? It's trust and respect, mm -hmm. and people are going to have de different definitions for that. As and, well. and that is a conversation for another time, but definitely a worthwhile conversation just to unpack that a little bit. Mm. So the next one is accountability. So tell us about accountability, Jan. This refers to clarity of roles, what you're responsible for, what the team is accountable for as well. So every team member is really clear about how their performance will be assessed. They understand um, their role in uh, the task that they're doing, their relationship role, their roles around um, conflict, and really it is, it's a set of behaviours associated with your particular job, position and team. So it's all about accountability. Yeah, roles, responsibilities, accountabilities. Am I clear about what I am accountable to produce? Yeah, and what I'm responsible for. for. Yeah. Mm. And ultimately, you know, we talk about responsibility, accountability. Mm. I'm responsible completely for my job, but the people leader is accountable. Yeah, so there is... Um, a little bit of a conversation that teams can have around that. Mm. So the next base that we're going to talk about is process. So team processes refer to how the team get the job done. And this is really, so what are we doing? Are we moving widgets from here to here? Are we creating documents for management to review and sign off? What is the work that we're doing? What is, and that's a process. Any mm. job that we do is a process and can be sort of, um, you know, its basic elements can be boiled down to a process. And yeah, so that's which what, is an input, put, transform, yep. and you get an output. That's a process. And even looking at that as a process perspective mm. of everything, it allows you to be a little bit more broader mm -hmm. in the way in which you look at things. Mm. So even if, you know, like, does your team have processes around meetings? Mm. Do they have processes around problem solving, decision making, conflict resolution? So, so, so I suspect that a lot of teams have processes around task. Yeah. So the task comes in, I do X, hand it off to Y. However, what teams don't necessarily do is go the next step and say, so do we have a process around how we are going to communicate? Is it via email? Is it via a meeting every week? Is it, is it, is it? Mm. So that's why process is pretty important. The next facet is service. 
And this is how team members deal with relationships to external members of the team. So this is all around stakeholders. So around your customers, whether or not they're internal or external. Hmm. And this is one that we added a couple of years ago, wasn't it, Jan? Because the larger the organisation, the more... It's almost like there are more moving parts internally Mm. within an organisation and one team doesn't necessarily have exactly the same goal as you. They might have the the same end goal and it might be to please the end customer, whether you're a bank or you're a um, transport company. However, it means you need to coordinate your efforts with other teams within that organisation. Yeah, because and one team's you know, uh, role might be it's all around immediacy and mm. response, where mm. another team's it's, too, it's about quality, quality yeah. or flexibility or dependability. Mm. So every team may have a different focus, mm-hmm. but the more we can communicate to make sure that we're supporting each other for the end strategy, mm. the more you know, effective and high-performing. So my my litmus test, if you know you have a good relationship with your stakeholders, if I was to ask you the question, Mm -hmm. you know, what do you think your stakeholders think of you, that they would be able to respond and then I could go and ask the stakeholder and they would respond in the same way. Or they say, yeah, we talk to our stakeholders about this all the time. Or we ask them for feedback all the time. Or in fact, even better, my stakeholder's in the room today in our planning session. Mm. It's those sort of things that you're, uh uh-huh, yeah, they're on it definitely on it so what's the next one Jan is growth Um, this is about growth development and opportunities that exist for team members to build their knowledge experience and skills to do their job and also to seek advancement Mm -hmm. and why why is this particularly important now I mean well if if I answer my own question yes answer your own question I will answer my own question Jan it's all you know a lot of people um, particularly coming into organisations now, come from um, uh, you know a pretty high level of education. They have aspirations, things that they want to achieve, and it's not just about growth in terms of my um, skills and expertise to do this job. It's about me growing as a person and learning new things and being able to take that um, on to use in whatever role or job or organisation I work with in the future. Yeah, absolutely. The next one is flow. This is the level and degree of communication that exists between team members. Hmm. So how clear is the communication that each team member has internally? Like how well do we communicate what we're going through, what our biggest obstacle is, who our cheekiest stakeholder is? You know, like we're really Hmm. clear about... Um, what it is, uh, your pain points and what are you really good at because mm. this is where you can leverage the strength of the team. I know and, and I think one of the you know really important questions is what is my intention in this communication? Mm. Like if you could just keep that up your sleeve as a, uh, as a reference point whenever you're sending an email, mm. whenever you're about to step into a meeting, whenever you're going to have a performance conversation. And result. Yeah. So that's what you're focusing what on. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And renewal. That's the next facet mm. in the... In the and, mi- and this, Jan, is something that we have only recently added, haven't yeah. we? We like adding. Yeah, <laughs> we re- like adding and, and re- refining. Yeah. Absolutely. And this really does refer to the team and the team members' ability to cope with stress and build resilience. We cannot stress um, strongly enough the importance of 
being able to build resilience into you know individually and for a people leader to create an environment where people have the ability to renew and bounce back and um, and cope with some of the stresses that are happening um, within the context, you know, within the organisation. Yeah, absolutely. So that's all the uh, eight faces of the high-performing team. And if you were to download the high-performing team assessment tool, you would get five different questions within those um, faces that make up the whole tool. So there are 40 key metrics that um, give you a really grounded look and vision of where your team is at now. And you can use that as a benchmark now and do it in six months' time or 12 months' time. So when you say you can do that now as a benchmark, what do you mean, Jen? So it means that your team, you can um, download the high-performing team tool, you can hand so, so it out. So what does the tool look like? So it's a set of questions. Yeah, a set of uh, questions. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And it's rated on a scale of zero to seven. seven yep. And then you rate it. So how clear you are or how well you are observing doing that behavior so I might rate it as a four but another team member might rate it as um, a two and so you could aggregate that or you know like um, put a yeah. medium and so you would get a, a rating for every metric on the high performing team and then you've got data yeah. You know, decision-based data. You yeah. can work with that. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. You know, because if you want to improve something, you've got to measure it, yeah? yeah? Totally. Or if you want to manage something, you've got to measure, measure it. it. We've also developed a couple of programs around the high-performing team tool. And some of these programs are, you know, if you have a team that's quite new, we show you how to use the high-performing team with a new team. And we go through how to establish a, a benchmark using the high-performing team tool. Um, we show you how to develop levels of awareness in yourself and others. We build a behavioural profile of the team. We identify strengths and talents. And we introduce three key skilling uh, intervention models based on the results of the high-performing team. Because every team... And I mean, even in, in one workshop, I and they're all people leaders, they all filled out the high-performing team tool. And there was such a different, same organisation, but each of the people leaders answered the questions on behalf of their team and everybody had a, a, a key strength in one of the areas, whether it's direction or flow or, um, or service. Yeah. And so there's even variations, mm. you know, and this was, you know, not a large organisation. Mm. So, yeah, we can work with new teams. We can also work with teams that just need a little bit of a reset. And we review their key processes, how they make decisions, how they complete tasks, and we give them a little bit of a skills uplift. And the other program that we do is team overhaul. So these are teams that want a bit of an overhaul because they've gone through change or, you know, a lot of all members of, their, of the team. All an overhaul is could be because they're highly dysfunctional. Mm. Could be um, an area that we've worked with teams just not performing well, uh, their performance is really low, morale is low, and uh, and it's showing in the quality of the work that they're producing also. Mm. So if you download the high-performing team assessment, you you will be able to see how team members perceive the team and how they think it's functioning in relation to those eight facets. It will provide you with a collective view of the current health of the team. 
and it'll show the team where they are in comparison to a high-performing team. And because a the... high-performing team would be rating seven on all of the scales, yeah? Yep. It also presents where the team's opportunities for development and growth are and, like I mentioned before, a benchmark of where the team are in relation to those 40 key metrics, you know, that combine to make hmm. up that high-performing team. Hmm. If you want to work with us, we would love to work with you. Uh, we love working with people who really are clear about um, what it is that they want. Yeah, so, and we can help people to get clear about what success looks like. So we can um, help you with coaching. We also do facilitation and also with our training programs. So if you want to work with us, um, we would love to be able to support you. Thank you for joining us on the People Leaders Podcast. For show notes and other resources, please visit us at peopleleaderspodcast.com. If you have a leadership or management question or subject you'd like covered on the podcast, please contact us at podcast at peopleleaders.com.au. The People Leaders Podcast is brought to you by the Experts On Air Podcast Network.